0: Arcade Cozy. Coziest game room on the internet. My name is Chris. My name is Corey. And we are coming back at you once again, Corey, with an episode of Arcade Cozy. Who even knows what episode number it is anymore? Don't matter. Don't matter. Don't matter. It doesn't, doesn't no. matter. No, we don't.
1: Um, the only one that will matter will be episode 52, which will be August something. I don't know.
0: August something. We, we have missed a couple, so it'll be, we'll hit that after we had technically been live for a year, but we don't, we don't. It'll, it'll be our 50. It's a big deal regardless. Exactly. Who, who, exactly. Who cares? Um, Corey, how's your week been? Had a good week? It's been, it's been a good
1: week. It's been a very busy week. Very, very busy yeah. week. I am getting ready to travel out of the country, which uh, means doing a lot of stuff to lead up to it. Yeah. So it's not a bad thing. It's just, it's been busy. You know, I had my soccer game Monday night. We lost. I played horribly. It happens. <laughs> we, all, we all have those days. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it happens. Um, I mean, it's, you know, can't all be on top is. all the time. Yeah, yeah. So
1: it, it, it is what it is. Yeah. I like, yeah. played some, played a little bit more games. Not a ton, not as much as I would like Um, this week, but that is a little understandable yep, considering yep. everything going on. But you, I, sir, you have played a lot of games or a lot of I, game
0: this well, week. Well, I have not played. I've played less than you would think. Um, I, I finished nobody saves the world on our last episode. I had like granted during our last episode, I was a fair ways in, I hadn't just started it and the game. I think my, like I did a lot of side quests and content and stuff. And I still like clocked in just over 15 hours. So it's not like it was a, it's not like it's a really long thing. Um, but yeah, I finished that up, um, had a lot of fun with it. Um, no real, I mean, it's, it's pretty much, it feels like a game where it's like, you, you know what you're getting from the start. Like there wasn't, I had no anticipations that I was going to get to the end and it was going to be this big, like revelation, like, oh my God, this game is now totally different and it's who, who even knew who saw it coming? Um, no. No it just you know i think it stayed good throughout all of the um all of the forms that you unlock in the game are like really neat and interesting i won't like spoil some of them because you know that nice. that's half yeah, the fun but um yeah i mean the game that it, that is one of the big nice things about that game is that it's not just like if you want to go and you just want to like stick with the knight the whole time and just slashy slash and use the shield and you can you know play as a ranger and shoot arrows like if you want to go that route you can or if you want to play as a horse you can do that or a turtle you can do that yeah and um that's kind of the neat thing is that there's there're some pretty straightforward forms you can play and some pretty uh off the wall forms that you can play um but yeah i enjoyed it um didn't didn't have a ton more than that but i did uh start a couple other things that we can dig into but and we absolutely yeah. will. And then after the break, um we are going to talk some hypotheticals. Yes. Um Elon Musk this week bought uh Twitter. Uh, um technically so, so he po- is he his offer to buy Twitter was accepted. And so there are there are things in place that have to happen for it to actually go through, but the path yes. has been laid for Elon yes. Musk to buy Twitter. Um Gosh. And I, it felt like a good time to pose the question. You know, people are a little kind of uh, not too sure about Twitter's future. Could be good, could be bad. Um, so we're going to pose the question about some uh, video game developers. Yes. Um, you know, basically, who would we like to see bought? in the circumstance or in the event that maybe it, they could get better it could get worse just the chaos that could ensue if uh somebody was just bought up all of a sudden by some strange guy off the street um yeah. but yeah Corey. i mean without without further ado we can we can dive in if you want to do you want to all right sweet um I guess since I'm just already talking, let me keep talking. <laughs> Please do. Um, yeah. So I um, finished Nobody Saves the World. Um, I started a couple of things. Um, I started Ali Ali World this week. Ooh. Um, the, I never played, so Ali Ali, I guess the series proper, I think this is like the third one. Um, yeah, it's like a, yeah, yeah, it's, it's like a side scrolling skateboard game a la like Tony Hawk or something. Um, I think I, 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 Ali Ali and Ali Ali two, I'm not familiar with, but, um, that's at least my read on Ali Ali world. And it's a very like. It strikes me as, um, Tony Hawk meets the trials games. If you ever played those with the art style of like an adventure time, like that, that's where it very much lands. Did you ever play the trials games Mm. on Xbox? I know what they look
1: like, but um, I've never played them.
0: Yeah. I didn't play like a ton of ton, but trials. So trials HD was the first one. I think trials rising maybe i can't remember they're they're like okay. four of them now um whatever the second one was i really got into like it was i think sometime in college it was like my big podcast game where it was mm-hmm. like i would just try and 100 percent complete everything i was just burning through podcasts while i was playing it um because it was one of these games where it was like you're on a at least in, I think the earlier trials games, I think some of the later ones, like some of the vehicle options changed, but like at the beginning it was, you're on a dirt bike and it's the side scrolling thing and the world's like, it's kind of like a 2d, 3d kind of okay. 2.5d kind of thing because like, you know, you're the plane that you're moving on is 2d, but you're kind of like twisting around stuff and doing whatever, but you're never like moving forward or back or anything like that. Um, um, But it's very much like it has the appearance of like, oh, it's going to be like a Tony Hawk. You're going to be doing tricks and whatever. And more than anything, it's more like a puzzle game because you're going through and you're like whenever you're playing, like your positioning in the air matters. So if you like position wrong, you land weird. Um, And there's a lot of stuff like it gets really bonkers later where it's like you're trying to okay, you're going off this ramp, then you need to land on your back wheel and like push this thing over and knock this thing. And then this explosive barrel will go off and knock you into the air. And then like, like it's, it's this game where you're like triggering chain reactions and you're doing puzzles and you're doing all this kind of stuff. And, um, it's just got a lot of like, and it also has like mid level challenges where it's like, okay, go through this and like, don't use a checkpoint once or like go through this and like hit five of these things and whatever. Um, and it's just like, it's, it's a lot of fun. It was a game that I really enjoyed kind of playing through. I haven't really thought much about them since. Um, but this very much gives off that vibe because it's like, it's all skateboarding. It's all like very skateboard lingo. Like the whole place is called Radlandia mm-hmm. and it's very like, yeah. you know, they're the, um, I can't remember exactly what they're called, but they're like the gods of Gnar. And it's just this very, it's just <laughs> very like, um, it leans into it really heavily and it has a very adventure time kind of style yeah. to it. Um, but it plays so much like a trials game because it's very much like you're going, and you like go off this ramp and then you miss immediately. You press the button. You're back at it again. Or like at any moment during right. the thing, if you feel it, you're like, oh, this is off. I'm not going to like, I'll just press the button. You're back at you like you're back at I the checkpoint. That. And it's very like, it's very quick. It's very much kind of the epitome of I'm going to like pick this up for five, 10 minutes, play mm-hmm. a level or two. Um, you can just burn through the level. And that's fine. You'll progress. You'll go on or you can go through and like hit all these challenges where it's like, OK, like find this guy and give him a high five and like, you know, hit all of the seagulls, but don't hit any of the pufferfish balloons like that kind of thing. Okay. Um, and so like there's added challenges in each level where it's like, OK, if you want to go through and like really see everything that this level has to offer, you can. But it's not like, it's not open world. It's not, at least where I am, it's not open world. It's all like, it's, you're going left to right. There, there are like different paths you can go down. So you can go like in lane one or lane two, or like you can kind of make these choices, but it's all side to side. Um, and you are doing tricks. You are in like, that's the, that's the other thing that's kind of interesting about it is like all of the tricks are done on the sticks. So it's like um, I think I think I never played them, but I think the skate games had some of that dynamic where it was like whenever you're trying to do jumps and you're trying to do like ollies and kickflips and stuff, it was all like flicks of the stick. And so this is very much kind of the same way where it's like, you know, you're the only thing really that you're pressing a button for is just to go faster. If you're wanting to like jump, you're like holding down the stick and letting go if you're wanting to do a trick you're like pressing it this way if you want to do like some of the advanced tricks you're rolling the stick like you're doing a street fighter hadouken um like you're doing these like weird like combo (laughs) things that that gets like complicated especially whenever you're like you're legitimately just trying to like go along stay alive hit this grind whatever you're also trying to be like oh well let me try and do a 540 here. It's like a three quarter circle circle turn on the stick backwards. Let me do that as I'm going, going yeah. off this ramp. Um, so it definitely has the, like, it has the feeling of a game where it's like, if you really want to get into this and you really want to master and you want to go for these scores and whatever you can, um, if you want to just play it and have fun with it, you can. Um, so yeah, I'm enjoying it. I have you know i was looking forward to having the chance to play it whenever it um came out initially people were i think pretty hot on it i think it's kind of gone yeah. under the radar just because of the nature of the game that it is i mean it's an indie yeah. it's also yeah. kind of like a like skateboard game skateboard skateboarding games that are not tony hawk typically are not like front page material yeah. <laughs> but yeah. um but yeah i mean it's i think it's a lot of fun it's very much kind of like um, I'm not a big like I'm gonna play sports games all the time kind of guy, but like there are plenty that do kind of scratch that where it'll be like one comes out, I'm like okay, I'll I'll get into this game or I'll get into this racing game or I'll get into this specific football game or whatever. Um, right. And this definitely has the feeling of one of those for me. So enjoy. Will it. you be
1: getting into uh, Nintendo Switch sports because that comes out? That came out today,
0: right? Yeah, I think it did. Um, I plan to. Um, I don't have any plans to pick it up like immediately. Um, right. just because it is a little bit more of a party game and um yeah. I'm not necessarily like we're not just having parties and stuff. Fair. Um, but but yeah, I had a lot of fun with Wii Sports. I mean, it's been a long time since I've played any Wii Sports. Um, but I would yeah, I mean it looks great. I I would be yeah. very excited to play some uh, Nintendo Switch Sports. Switch I think Sports,
1: I'll be picking it up whenever we get back because okay, it looks like a very fun time. Decent yeah. reviews yeah. too. We reviews.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's I mean everything that I've heard is like it's what you wanted. It yeah, is.
1: It's, exa- it's exactly everything that you hoped it would be. Not too much more, but it hits hits it on the the hammer on the nail. Nail on the hammer, nail on the head, something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hit the nail on the, (laughs) yeah. That that that's that's the saying. (laughs) Hit the nail on the hammer. Yeah, that's backwards (laughs) way. That's not how you do it, Corey. Um, but yeah the the only other thing I'll I'll have more thoughts on uh this as I play some more. But um, I started playing a little bit of Genshin Impact. Um, there is a. I saw you were playing earlier. Yeah, there is a pretty strong like contingent of people that I'm around that play genshin like pretty yeah. hardcore um it, for anybody that d- isn't like super aware of it it's it's basically like it is a chinese made free to play breath of the wild like game mm-hmm. um very much breath of the wild inspired down to like you can climb anything It's very like green grass and, you know, it has a glider, you know, it's all this kind of stuff. Um, But the big twist with it for one is that it's very like anime. Um, So it's very like all of the anime trappings and, you know, everything there. Um, But you also can unlock like a ungodly number of characters. Like it's, and that's the, that's the big main thing is that it's free to play, but you can pay real money and like, get loot box type things essentially to have more chances to unlock certain characters. And I think, I mean, my limited understanding, I think most of that you can access for free. I don't think you have to, but like, that's the big loop is like, Oh, you want to get in and you want to get all a hundred characters like, well, then you like pay $3,000 and maybe you will, who knows? Um, But at least from everything that I see having played very little, is that the nice thing is it doesn't seem to be very like intrusive about it. There aren't like all these right. pop-ups being like, Hey, we have a deal today Buy these gyms for 80% off. And like, you know, it's $2 instead of $20. Look at that. Like, that's awesome. We love it. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah, a good deal. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'd, I'd, I would consider it if it were in like my face. Um, but it's, I mean, it seems pretty like in everything that I've always heard about it is that it's seems pretty content with just like, if you just want to play the game, you can play the game. And it has yeah. like, it's supposed to have really good story. Um, I have had a lot of the Genshin Impact tracks on some of my like work playlists because okay. the music from it is very neat, like very good, very like varied. um, And... Yeah, I mean I I've, I've I've been excited to kind of check it out. I don't like I, it's a lot to kind of sift through. There are a lot of like currencies and a lot of things popping up being like, "Hey, check this thing out. And look at this thing that you got And, Oh, over here." And like it's there's a lot of stuff to kind of take in. So it's an it I may end up having to like watch a video or something about like a beginner's yeah. guide to getting into Genshin. Twelve tips um, When
1: you're starting Genshin Impact,
0: kind of, yeah, hey, mean, kind of Yeah, I mean kind of because it's a little bit, it's a little overwhelming at first, but, um, I mean, I've been meaning to for a little while. It has very much the vibe of like, um, I mean, I think one of the big things is like it, it has the, the vibe of like an MMO without all of, without some of the MMO trappings where like MMOs can be like seem kind of like time wasters if you're not on this like specific path that like, right. I want to get to end game content. I want to get best gear and I want to do whatever. Like, you know, they are in some cases like lacking in story or they are lacking in like other departments. And like, it seems like this is kind of, um, kind of scratching some of those itches while also like allowing you to kind of play at your own pace. So, um, I'm, I mean, I'm, will have more thoughts. Um, when next we record, I'll plan on, Um, at this point I have completed something like seven or eight games of 2022. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm doing well keeping up with some of the the newer stuff so I can afford to, to step back and play some Genshin impact. See what happens. Only time.
1: Well, Well, you got plenty of time. Oh yeah. This is, (laughs) these games are the games that keep on giving. Oh yeah. So, you know,
0: I think they just had like a new update recently or going to where it's like whole new area, new characters. And it's brand new, like basically like these mini expansion packs that they come out with like every couple of months. Um. So. So, yeah, I do not doubt that I, there will be plenty of stuff to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Corey, what about you? What you've been working on? Um, I've still been playing through um Ghost Runner and
1: Elden Ring. I'm kind of bouncing around Elden Ring at the moment. Just because I don't think I'm I'm definitely not a high enough level to finish out of Lucaria. I'm like level 40-ish. Um okay. and I can definitely tell with like by my damage and how it's scaling, like it's not doing enough where I'm at. And so I've been kind of bouncing around. I went up to Caria Manor. Got my butt handed to me there. Definitely not big. <laughs> definitely not um a high enough level there. Or maybe what? I am and I'm just go ahead.
0: No, um well I was gonna ask like what what was it at Caria Manor? Was it like the the big hands at the front door? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um well yeah, so that, I
1: just ran past all of those. But. Yeah. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. Um that was that's what got me initially because I went up to Karya manor like probably about whenever I should and got just completely wrecked at the front gate oh, yeah. and um put it off for a while like i didn't come back for a while because i was like yeah i there's no way that, yeah. <laughs> that i'm gonna be under leveled going into this i need to be on top of things if i'm going into this like horror show yeah so since then i've gone and
1: i've been going around to the uh mini trying to think how to describe them like the um uh, Small little arenas that are kind of around the map, so as I can describe describe
0: the Gowls, Gowls. yeah. And there's
1: just, um, you know, many bosses there. So I've been going in, uh, clearing out some of those. Found the Carrion Knight, which I know a lot of people find very early on because it's up near Storm Hill, but I never bothered Mm -hmm. with it. Tried that, also got my butt handed to me, yeah. And then I got out to Khalid and was trying to climb out the great tower there i got up a decent ways before i fell to my death and i'm like well yeah i think no that was a lot of work i don't know if i want to try to go all the way back up um, yeah, yeah, but no still having a lot of fun there just trying to kind of figure it out mosey my way through um and it's good i'm enjoying it ghost runner still whips ass Um, I think what I appreciate most about ghost runner is that it builds on itself throughout the game. It's very much like at the game, each level is like, here's a new skill. Now we're going to work our way through it. Multiple like different scenarios. And then we're going to get to the end. And it's basically this giant sandbox. And it's like, you, I, you know, your new move, you still know all your old moves from before put it all together and like clear this and kind of go from there. And then also with its environmental puzzles it's adding in different little bit, a couple of different wrinkles, but it's always never telling you how to do it. But it's always giving you plenty of chances to get the solutions. And it's right. always like. It's never asking more of you than what you already know of the game, which I okay. appreciate.
0: Yeah. And absolutely. so it's just a
1: slow build on itself, slowly getting a little bit harder. But um, it's trusting that you're picking up on its lessons that it's teaching you throughout. And it just continues to be a very good, like, action platformer. I'm okay. sorry about my dog. He's panting. If you're <laughs> next to me. He very much wants to go on a W A L K. And if I say yeah, the word, yeah. he will go bananas. So that is where he is. Like, yes. Aren't you? Yes. Yeah,
0: I saw a um there's like a big sale on the PlayStation store. I think Ghost yeah. Runner's in there. Um mm-hmm. there, there are a couple other games in there that are like dropped super low. Yeah. Um that I may end up picking up. I may pick up Ghost Runner too in that because it is like at least fifty percent off, I think. Yeah,
1: so, I I would yeah. I highly recommend it. You should yeah. absolutely yeah. get
0: it. Good deal. Yeah. Um yeah. Been playing anything else with that. It?
1: Um, I mean, football manager still in my free time. Oh, yeah, that, that is a oh, we don't have enough time to talk about that game, Chris. Oh, we'll, hey, just, a, we'll
0: just have a special while you're yeah, over that, in uh, France, just record a solo special about, yeah, <laughs> just a, ranting about football manager.
1: Yeah, I'll have a nice glass of whiskey, fireside chat, and be like, all right, here is my current safe, here's my current lineup, <clears throat> and so on and so forth from there. Um, yeah, and just yeah. kind of roll. Um, But that's, that's about it. Uh, still on triangle strategy, but now I'm kind of at the point because I do have such a long flight that I'm like, why don't I just hold off and just wrap this up like in the airport on the flight and like, like during all my travels that way I have something to do, uh, during those times. So that's kind of where I'm at with triangle strategy. So I've kind of set it on the back burner just a little bit, but that's still enjoying it. It's very good. Awesome.
0: Yeah. Um, well, uh, we're gonna take a break and then after the break, um, we are going to talk some hypotheticals. Um, yeah. it's, a, it's a blast of a time, we're gonna, gonna have fun with it. Um, yes, and uh, we'll talk about it after this.
1: And we're back, everybody, we were for these messages.
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, did you know Elon Musk bought Twitter? I, I prior, mean, I've to, seen, prior to five minutes yes, ago
1: yes no i've seen all of the the talk of elon musk buying twitter i am not a fan of it um not really you know i use social media obviously yep. Yep. um but it's one of those things of where i always have i'm not gonna say a tough time oh i always have a difficult time i'm not that guy but it's always when yep. i think about it of like they are billionaires who control all the social media platforms and who all like push to have different like forms of restrictions on like in, like free speech. And the way that they also push like different political agendas through throughout their platforms as well. Yep. You have someone also like Jeff Bezos who owns like major like news publications as well. And it's one of those things where it just always leaves a sour a very sour taste in my mouth when I think about it too long of like, here is this giant rich asshole who wants to come in here and buy this thing. Specifically talking about Elon Musk right now. And that he just, because he can, but he also can't, he had to like get like financing and funding, which is kind of weird when you are talking about a guy who's quote unquote, one of the richest men in the world. Um, And has to buy it for 44 billion And now he's talking about Like pulling out of it Just because of all the legal stuff He'd have to do with it And he's just kind of like Well I thought Like I could have done it But I just chose not to And I just want to be like Shut your apartheid ass up Like Who are I can't uh, I cannot stand Elon Musk Or really any of those people Within that um, Sphere um, Yeah that's there. And I'm just, I'm like, I have, I love Twitter. I have had Twitter for like a decade. This is my number one yeah. social media. This is the one I don't have too much, um, sour taste when I'm using. Um, but if Musk buys it, it's one of those things where I'm like, yes, of course I will continue to use it. This is one of the best social media platforms when it comes to like receiving news and real time events and like what's happening yep. in the world. But the fact that this dude's just in here, like, I disagree with what kind of what they're doing. So I'm going to come in here and buy it and make it my own JK. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. oh, he grinds my gears.
0: Yeah. Um, And we won't, like. Sorry. That, won't that was my act, rant. No, that was my no, personal opinions. These do not reflect Chris. This, Yeah. No, <laughs> I mean, I agree. Like, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with, I, um, I say, I say that, like, it. I we won't dig into it too much. It's yeah. not necessarily a whole podcast dedicated to it, but yeah, I mean like it's a, it's a, it's never a fun thing when entire subsections of the world are like swayed by like the boredom of one dude. Yeah. Um, like, you know, I land in the camp where I don't love like big monopolized like mm-hmm. entity corporations where it's like, Facebook buys everything and then Google buys everything and Disney buys everything. And now like everything's owned by like three or four things. Like on that extent, somebody like Elon Musk just popping in and like buying it up is kind of appealing because it's like, okay, well it's not, it's not like Mark Zuckerberg just took over Twitter. Like it's not, at least it's something else. But yeah, I mean, Elon Musk, like his whole vision for it and his, like just the idea of like him throwing money around just for funsies is, um, not not super palatable, but, um, but yeah, I mean, Corey in the same vein of potentially being not super palatable, um, we wanted, I want to open the floor to you, Corey. Um, let's, let's play a hypothetical game and talk about like, you know, a developer, any, a specific developer say, you know, beyond like anybody that's open or anybody in the Whole game, you know. Say somebody just was like, "Hey, I'm gonna for funsies, Elon, Elon Musk." So much. Somebody comes through and they're like, "I'm gonna buy up X developer." Yeah. Um, you don't know the future of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe they could like bring it up out of like obscurity, mm-hmm. or maybe they could chank it straight into the dumpster. Um, what developer would you feel comfortable risking that? That you would say, "Okay, if they go downhill." That's fine, it's okay, but the potential that they could rise from the ashes and become the mega developer that I've always wanted them to be is like is enough for me to risk their livelihood. (laughs) Okay, okay, that's one way to put it. Um, Interesting. Oh gosh, I'm trying to think. So, oh, it's uh, in bonus points, Corey. If you have a suggestion of who. Like maybe another developer that would buy it, or an individual. Maybe like you know uh, you'd feel comfortable. Jim Carrey buying a Bethesda. If mm, okay. um, if you felt that felt that strongly, feel free. Well,
1: so I, there I have a couple of answers to this. I, I want to go ahead and uh, talk about the ones where I would have a. This would be my desired outcome. Outside, I have a main one just for okay. the for the sake of. It, the unknown hypotheticals of it. Okay. But we're going to start out on the smaller side. Um, Super giant games would be one that I wouldn't want really anything changed about their structure and what they do. I would just love for them to be bought up by someone who has just a lot more funding for them and then ways that they can continue to essentially create games how they do and they just have a little bit more financial freedom and flexibility to do so and to be able to kind of go from there that is you know that's a simple answer um for those who don't know supergiant did hades pyre bastion um all those games transistor transistor yes
0: um
1: so that's my short to the point answer Uh, now would
0: you to as a secondary question i mean would you feel comfortable if if somebody took over and all of a sudden super giant got tanked into the earth would you feel (laughs) (laughs) poor dex
1: all right he's done
0: no, um, mm-hmm. but I mean, if somebody bought up Super Giant and all of a sudden just like let it burn in no, I don't the background that. like would would you be okay having taken that risk?
1: No, I would. So that that would be one of those things. If like um, if that's the possibility, then no, I I would just yeah. leave Supergiant as it is because it is a great studio. They handle everything extremely extremely
0: well. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that's it's to be honest. I mean, that's kind of with some developers even with some of the big buyouts that's kind of where we are Is like in microsoft okay. buying up a lot of i mean there's they bought bethesda they bought bethesda they bought um activision blizzard like there yeah. are huge acquisitions that they're going through that like you know could end i mean probably will end up being at least neutral like a net zero but i mean could be really positive but i mean for all we know they could go really downhill who knows yeah. i doubt it but like you know we are kind of in that place with some developers where yeah they could legitimately like really struggle yes. in a few years who knows no, but that is that's a possibility but yeah. um
1: i think my main answer to this question is and so this is very much like if like they get bought out. If they crash and burn, well, that's the risk I'm willing to take. Or they go on to thrive. That is, you know, obviously the dream of it. Uh, it's probably going to be Ubisoft or Ubisoft. I was going to um, say Ubisoft. Uh, so I love it. This they are a gigantic developer. Let's get that out of the way. They t- churn out AAA titles three or four a year, year in, year yep. out. Um, And I think that's almost a little bit of the problem in my mind. What I see is everything is so carbon copy, so cookie cutter, so safe. And almost all of the games that they're making right now, and they're all huge hits. I loved Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Great, great time. Very fun. You know, Odyssey, a little meh. And it's one of those things where they're almost reskinning a lot of these games just to see... You know, where is it going to strike better for some people? You know, you have all you have the Watchdog series, which I think has extreme amounts of potential, but they've whiffed on it every time. It's essentially just their version of GTA at this point. Right. Um, You have, you know, Tom Clancy. You um, you also have uh, Far Cry games, which, you know, I think people a lot of people would argue like Far Cry hasn't really been good since three um so it kind of you know there's all these different huge games that are all basically just the same every year every installment right now and i would love someone to come in buy it and for better or worse whether it burns them down or it sends them to the stratosphere just basically being like all right we are getting rid of everything that you're everything that you're doing right now and all of your formulas everything that you have in place it's gone out the window. We're changing things up. We're going to revitalize this place. We're going to give all the developers like a true like vision to work on. Make interesting games, not just big games that are obviously going to sell because of their title and their names, but make compelling experiences to go through. And it doesn't have to be these giant IPs. Give them a little bit more for you to make new IPs. Let them take some something like Watch Dogs and like, okay, what is that? What was the original vision of this? Let's, how can we make this into a very good game? You know, All right? Yeah. And so that would be my ultimate like. Okay, y'all, y'all need new vision, new direction for better or for worse. Like it needs to happen here, and yeah. Think that'd be somewhere I'm like, yep, yeah, I'm in. You, you saw it being bought. I don't want. I wouldn't want it from like PlayStation or Xbox or something like that. Just I um, It's but it's kind of weird. It's like, how do you go about getting like a new, oh, yeah. you know, owner to come in and do this? It's just one of those things. Like, someone comes in, you yeah, know, don't. I can't think of a name off the top of my head. I'm trying to think of our bonus points. Um, maybe if they uh, merged with like Square Enix or something like that and did like collabed from there. Could something along, along those lines, yeah. something to come in to just spice them up because it's yep. all yep. very vanilla, all very bland and white bread.
0: Yeah, it's white bread. It's just yeah. very nothing. white bread.
1: So yeah, I, you know, it If you're listening to this, I, you know, I don't want you to take this as disses. I mean, some of it is dissing you, um, but <laughs> take it as constructive criticism of that. Like, people buy your games like you people constantly buy your games yeah. don't just write on the curtail of like we know this is going to sell make bring in new people bring in new like people who want to enjoy these games because you they have the potential the financial flexibility and quite frankly the manpower to make like get all-timer games if they truly wanted to I just don't think yeah. they
0: do yeah well and yeah, Ubisoft, Ubisoft, um, they, they're they on my list too. I mean, mainly because like it is, I feel like the gaming landscape has changed so much since we saw some of those early games, like the original Assassin's Creed, the original yes. couple of Far Cry games. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was this thing where like the original Assassin's Creed games, like very, I mean, I still play Assassin's Creed still enjoy assassin's creed but the things that i loved about assassin's creed back in the day are very much not present notably the stealth the crowd blending stuff like like the stuff that made it unique whereas now i mean it feels like it's just trying to be maybe like the witcher or you know something like that with occasional stealth and ubisoft is like first person like the equivalent like it's okay well now we're in like now you're doing guerrilla warfare in like this country but it's first person but you're still doing all of the same stuff and it's like yeah i mean like that's the big thing is games nowadays like i feel like there are plenty of developers who are doing stealth more interestingly they're doing like open world games more interestingly Mm -hmm. and this whole model of just like bloat on bloat on bloat does not like for me anyway, like as somebody who has less and less time to just pour into like these massive, huge games with like stuff that is actively wasting my time. That's not really interesting to me. Um, But like in my head, I mean, just, just for funsies, like trying to think of who, who I think just on the outset, like, who I think could potentially kind of fill that role and um, help them um, had a couple in mind. Okay. Um, one specifically, uh, sucker punch with, uh, yeah. with, uh, ghost of Tsushima. Um, you know, I mean, obviously they had the infamous games before they had the Sly Cooper games, um, and now ghost of Tsushima, but specifically I think with like assassin's creed, like, I don't know how they would do, obviously, with, like, first-person shooter um, or with something like Rainbow Six Siege or, you know, kind of taking some of the reins on that. But specifically with Assassin's Creed, I think some of that pedigree that they had with um, Sly Cooper right. blending into Ghost of Tsushima, like, shows that they have, like, some good kind of modern ideas. And Ghost of Tsushima, even though it had, like, outposts and things like that, it felt very it felt m- like a much different open, open world experience than yes, an yes. Ubisoft game does. It felt yeah. a lot more organic. It felt a lot more like you wanted to actively explore rather than just checking off a map. Um, so, yeah, I mean, some way, somebody like that or at least a vision like that, I think, would be great. Um, a couple others that I was thinking of, um, Arcane with uh, like Dishonored and Prey. Again, kind of coming from the perspective. I mean, maybe from the perspective for like Ubisoft. I mean, those are first person games. They, But like that whole genre of immersive sims, I think just like really makes exploring. Like I think Arcane, like playing a Dishonored game, I feel like I know the world and want to actively explore that world more than I have in any Ubisoft game. Just because like it it makes that so important and it makes it so like compelling and interesting that you just want to do it constantly. Um, and then the other one that just kind of like came off of my head all of a sudden, um, Rocksteady with uh, yeah. the Arkham games. Yeah. Um, mainly because like, I mean, I haven't played an Arkham game in a while, but specifically with like Arkham city, I remember one of the biggest things that so was always good. really interesting was like, I mean, again, It's it's an open world game, has side quests, has a lot of those kind of things. But the world always felt so organic. Like it was this thing where it was like you grapple up onto this rooftop and for all you know, like, I mean, maybe I'm thinking about Arkham Knight, but like man bat could just pop up over the edge and just like grab you. And and like, it was something where it wasn't like the stuff you were expecting from point to point was constantly changing. Even if you're going into it being like, oh, I'm just going to like, fly over here and grapple over here and drive over here to my next point. Like other organic stuff was happening. And it wasn't like, wasn't procedural. Like stuff was scripted. There were reasons why it was happening, but it felt organic and it made being in that world feel just a lot more interesting. Um, Which again, I mean, I think that's the, that's the big thing that Ubisoft games are lacking is just like, you know, I think, assassin's creed games still have some interesting story and they can be fun to play but it's like i'm not getting surprised by assassin's creed i'm not like i'm not feeling this like i'm i'm not having that kind of organic experience and it's the same thing with like you know i got far cry 6 i haven't played far cry 6 because like i know what i'm going to get out of far cry 6 (laughs) and um and that's like i'll play it but i mean it's whenever i play it it's going to be far cry six it's just going to be what it is um so yeah i mean yeah that's that's kind of i i think there are a lot of people doing that kind of thing better and i think ubisoft just needs to get away from the like that same old model of just pounding things the way they have for so long i agree
1: obviously yeah Um, yeah yeah Another one, this is just the easiest answer and it's probably one everyone's thinking in their head and that's Bioware. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mainly because there is nowhere for them to go but up right now, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, the N7 Legendary Edition, like, re-release, I know people love that. People are all over it. I, I own it. I haven't played it yet. I really want to play it. Um, but I don't think that bought them a ton of goodwill. I think that's more of just a, yeah. This is amazing. Thanks for bringing this up to consoles. Thanks for preserving this. Thanks for allowing yep. people to come in and play. But everything you've made since then has kind of sucked. Um, outside of, and this is—I know I am a outlier in this—is Dragon Age of transition Yeah. Um, but they're making another Dragon Age game. Very excited yep. for that. But my expectations for it are extremely low, coming off of. Anthem um, Mass Effect Andromeda, yeah. and just well, and there's also a
0: new Mass Effect game coming out as well.:
1: A new Mass Effect game coming out as well, which again, very low expectations for because quite frankly, they have kind of just
0: sucked for almost 15 years now. yeah. do you know, um did are they making the Knights of the Republic remake? Do you know? Who is that? I thought Bluepoint was doing that. No, I don't think so. Let me look it up really quickly because it didn't yeah. sound right in my head, but I was also not entirely sure. Um, it looks like Aspire, Aspire, no, it says pronounced Aspire. Um, yeah, Aspire Media, um, who apparently have done a lot of Star Wars ports. So okay. they're familiar. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I wasn't sure if that was a Bioware <laughs> joints or not. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the very least dragon age four new mass effects game, whatever. I mean, there's, yeah. I mean, I agree. Bioware's kind of on that place where I would be, that's just going be willing to, to take the risk just because like, I think that their IP is incredible Yes. but it's not like we've it's not like we're in an age where we're just like being you know just having tons of that great bioware like love coming out you know i mean um back when i was in high school and we were seeing like dragon age origins and we were seeing new yeah. mass effects and prior to that there were like Baldur's gate and there was knight's the old republic i mean yeah they were like they were top tier kings um but yeah, they definitely I mean, I don't even know. I don't know who. I mean, somebody like Larian Studios w- yeah. who are doing who Baldur's did like Gate Divinity, 3. who are doing Baldur's Gate 3, I mean, that would be like a good kind of fit. Um yeah. just yeah. because like they they are, I mean, for an, like whether or not you like their games or not, I mean, they're doing that thing. They're following yeah. that legacy and following it up and like You know, yeah, somebody like just pouring into that and them having the opportunity to build up the Dragon Age IP and build up a Bioware IP or build up a Mass Effect IP or something like that. I mean, that would be like, could potentially be huge. Um, But yeah, that's the, um, that's a good answer. I like that. I kind of, I land right there with you. Um, My last one or my other big one, I guess, is um, I think... Probably the most controversial thing I will ever say on this podcast, Corey.
1: Okay. Um
0: Yeah. I'm gonna say naughty dog.
1: Honestly, I yeah. don't take that as a controversial game. Cause I had them <laughs> on my like do I list them because like, do I? Yeah. It's one of those things. Cause we have yet to talk about it on here, uh-huh. but we have we both have very, I think stark different opinions of the last of us part two and like the direction it took. Um, I, I don't know. Um, did you, I did positive really like, or negative, pretty negative. You were pretty uh, negative. Okay. Yeah, not in terms of, I mean, it is a sensitive subject for a lot of people. Obviously, yeah. I, I just think it was in terms of how the story played out. I don't think there's a ton of issue. With any of it. I just thought the overall writing and the progressing and the character decisions were nonsensical and very poorly done compared to, I think, how more nuanced the first one was. It it felt like it got too big because the first game was pretty contained in terms of its characters, stories, emotional beats, and I think, too, general good idea of just very poorly
0: executed so yeah that is a conversation
1: Um, for another day
0: though (laughs) well and i mean and that's kind of like that's kind of my core kind of place with it is like naughty dog when i was younger like Two of my biggest favorite developers were Insomniac and Naughty Dog. And at the time. Jack and Daxter. Yeah. At the time it was Ratchet and Clank. It was Jack and Daxter. Prior to that, it was Spyro. It was Crash Bandicoot. Like they were kind of neck and neck in this race of like they were doing the, they were heading up these Sony PlayStation mascots. And Insomniac like stuck to that for, yes. I mean, still making Ratchet and Clank games. And even when they weren't, when they were making Sunset Overdrive and they were making, uh, what was it, Fuse? They were making, you know, Spider Man mm-hmm. later. Um, like, regardless of what, where the game went, they were keeping that same tone and that same mm-hmm. energy. And I feel like, and this is my personal thing, I enjoy the last of us. Yes. But like the, I much prefer the naughty dog energy of like the uncharted days of the Jack and Daxter days where Mm -hmm. it had some of that like levity and had some of that fun, which like the last of us doesn't. And I mean, that's kind of my big, that's kind of my big thing. I mean, it's the same thing with like breaking bad, for instance, like I, I like breaking bad. I think Breaking Bad is a very good show, but I would never call Breaking Bad like one of my favorite things because at the end of the day, like will I rewatch Breaking Bad at any point in the near future? Probably not because it is such like, it is such an oppressive like Mm -hmm. piece of fiction. Like there's a place for all of those things. There's nothing wrong with having those sorts of stories because those are stories that need to be told and should be told. But that's my thing with the last of us is like, it is such an oppressive experience playing that game. There's no moment of levity. There's no, and it's like naughty dog previously had all of that energy. They had some of that fun. They had some of like, you know, maybe not to the extent of like insomniac where they kind of kept like to the bonkers zaniness of it. But like, you know, even with the uncharted games, there was like a level of, even as you're going through and massacring, like banded camps yeah. and stuff and he's going through whatever like there's still like these one-offs and and like quips and and I feel like naughty dog has like been shoehorned into this path where it's like we are going to be the like the drama department like we yeah. are going to be putting out the drama and the thriller and like this is the high cinema but this yeah. is on our shoulders now to produce like the games as art kind of thing against all else and it's like i i don't want a last of us part three um i don't want more of this like whatever new ip they come out with i don't want it to be in the same league i don't want it to be this thing because like watching even though i played through you and i both we platinumed the last of us part two we played through the last of us part two multiple times yep but i remember watching those trailers and being like i don't even know if i'm going to be able to play this game like like when you're stabbing people in the neck and like the realism of some of these things i was like this isn't what i want yeah <laughs> this isn't this isn't the thing that i want and even though like i was very engrossed in the story it wasn't like i i don't know maybe i'm just a, at a and in my heart of hearts, maybe I'm just a big old child. Um, but I just don't want that level of like grimness from them. Like, at least if you're going to tell serious stories, like inject it. Give us a little bit of like levity and hope and like yep. get, get like, I don't know. I, well, that that just isn't the direction that I want anymore. There, there's a
1: quote from Neil Druckmann who is kind of headed up naughty dog since i yeah. think um the end of halfway through with last of us part one it's kind of when he took over there's a quote yeah. from him of when they're talking about the studio and they're talking about people working there and he's like we don't use the word fun here we're making yeah. like art and working <clears throat> i'm like i think that's naughty dog's biggest issue is that they don't use the word fun right now yeah. i agree they they are turning out very good dramas very good emotional beats It's very grim. Um, but it's very well made. Like you, people can have their opinions on last of us part two of its story and character direction, and everything, which you can't say is that it wasn't well made how it was well right. made. It's a very different topic of conversation because they have extreme, extreme crunch there, which they've yep. had multiple people speak out against who have worked there. Um, but I think their biggest overall issue is their idea of that they're not making video games for fun. They're making these for a very personal um, story experiences that they're telling. And I think if they could bring that fun back into kind of their ideas of how they're making games, you will get similar feelings, especially with the first, I would say all the Uncharted it, but especially the first two are very much like high action, lots of quips. It's, Nathan Drake with lots of like cockiness and swagger as he's kind of like strutting through the world yeah. at times In three and four, you see a little bit of that slip as they're like, well, no, he's done some, he's seen things at this point now. Yeah. So he's yeah. lost a little bit of that arrogance and now he's a little bit more hardened. There's still jokes, still quips there, but it's like you could see them kind of seeping into it. And then I think the pinnacle of this has been last of us part two where they were just like this is the drama department's best way to describe it and i think yeah they could use someone coming in just being like hey games are meant to be fun one way or another whether your story is very sad very emotional there there needs to be fun throughout here and i think that would go a long way if they were to have new um ownership to say
0: yeah well and i mean i think part some of it is preference like for me i mean again i i wholeheartedly believe like there should be in all mediums movies tv video games there should be like pieces of art that exist to like challenge you and to actively like be in that like you know they aren't just there to be popcorn games but i yeah. just wish that like i i wish naughty dog would because i mean that's the thing is like because there are so much so many resources being poured into new last of Us games like pushing yeah. this envelope being the top of the industry they don't have the range to like experiment <laughs> To yeah. have like, okay, we're going to, because it would be one thing if it was like, okay, well, we're still going to do like our Uncharted-like things. Like maybe yeah. we're not doing Uncharted anymore, but yeah, we're going to do our like more fun, more blockbuster thing. And then we're going to have our high art. Yeah. But it seems like they're very much in that path, like you said, where it's like, this is where we are now. It's just the art. Yeah. And it's just like, it's the suffering and it's, and it would be one thing if it was just like, oh, I'm Neil Druckmann. I just want to like suffer for my art. But it's like hundreds and hundreds of people yeah. being put under the gun to like suffer for this art when like, I'm sure that they enjoy what, I'm sure that they enjoy the things yeah. that they're making. And they're proud of it. But it like, it is a, I don't know. Like, again, I think about Insomniac where it's like, okay, well, like it's not that Spider-Man is this hyper serious thing, but like you know, there there are a lot of like serious things happening. It takes like a deeper, darker turn with its story, and then a couple years later, they're releasing a new Ratchet and Clank game. Like you know, they're they're and then a couple years after that, they're going to release Spider-Man Two, and like you know, they're they're having they're putting like different things out there, and that's what I wish like Naughty Dog would do. I wish they would have like their second department that's like, okay, we're making new Jack and Daxter game now. Like, look at us. Like we're going to have some fun yeah. with this. It's going to be a new thing. um So I don't know. I mean, and again, I'm like maybe a little bit in the minority on that just because like, I know that there are people who it's like last of us is the best thing ever. And yeah. like some of these, you know, um like that, that's just kind of where they land and there's nothing wrong with that. I think last of us, Um, has like, is very, makes a very compelling case for like video games as art and video games as like high forms of storytelling. Um, but yeah, I mean, I also like, it's also not impossible to want like maybe a little bit, something different from a developer that used to have like some fun in their life. (laughs) I agree. No, I mean, um,
1: so, all that being said, like Last of Us Part One falls into probably like my top five games. There is two, yeah. doesn't um, but it's one of those things of like how it's you, it's once they got there, they've made that, and now it's not like they have to continue to do that because I think that's the case for a lot of people. A lot of people love. Like in Charter 4, Last of Us, Last of Us Part 2, I would say there are these three giant titles in which people cling to as, like, this is their art in terms of yep. games. And I feel like Naughty Dog is like, clung to that because so many people love them. But it's like, okay, like you said, like, this is what we do now. It's like, no. You know, people loved Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot still a massive hit. People love Jack and Daxter. It's fallen to the wayside. And I'm repeating a lot of things that you said at this point, but I'm just trying to hit it home as well as just like, they could be so much more than what they think they are at the moment. And I think if they were to kind of step outside of this box that they've put themselves in, that they easily have the keys to the door to that. I think there would be almost better. uh, Their games of their drama would be better because now we've expressed ourselves in this fun, We've expressed ourselves in this lightweight this like different IP, this different experience now we're coming back in. Now we have new ideas, fresh angles we can take on things, and you can almost create a better atmosphere instead of just constantly trying to, like, hammer the sorrow home. Just week in and week out. Sorry, that is... We're beating a dead horse with it, but... (laughs) It's one of those things where you Um, look at Naughty Dog and you just know how much potential they have. and It it gets, you know, just grinds your gears a little bit.
0: Yeah. Well, and again, like, you know, they're they're obviously... Like meeting high levels of potential, they're one oh, yeah. of the like leading developers. It's just you know, I mean, things shift and change, and for all we know, I mean, in the next ten years, I mean, Naughty Dog and Insomniac could switch roles, and Insomniac could be making like, yep. you know, basically, um, the next like Criterion Collection version of Spider Man, and I mean, Naughty Dog like making like some big old raccoon, um just wandering around the city yeah. um who knows who knows what what happens nobody knows yeah it's always fun to think about it and who knows i mean yeah. elon musk could buy a naughty dog and then it's no. all of a sudden like <laughs> he could be like no but i could i but no but yeah he,
1: he he would do it and nothing would change it would just be like
0: yeah uh, yeah he wouldn't have any sort of vision it would just be yeah you know, no, just, just keep doing but, what you're doing keep doing what you're doing yeah. But Corey, um, yeah, I think that's a, I think that's an episode. Unfortunately, yeah, we, that's a you know, I don't, yeah. Um, unfortunately, you're going to France, Corey. Um, unfortunately, so, yes, I am going to France. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think, you know, we're, we're, we're probably going to miss next, next week's episode. Is that... Um, that probably, about right? unless unless you're going to surprise the people with something um yeah, who knows we, we i may, I may show off. up in your feed by myself but um <laughs> yeah. unless cory wants to like just poop one out over in uh, bordeaux then we're yeah you know, just, just he's, ali- he's leaving hand. us behind over here yeah yeah um be yeah, everybody um cory will be in france for a couple of weeks um so uh we're gonna take a week off after this episode and then we will be back the following week yes. um, with some fresh stories and fresh perspectives and Corey will have finished everything um while <laughs> yeah, he was sure yeah i'm bringing my was, uh,
1: giant ps5 with me to france yeah. I'm just going to plug it up into the tvs and all of our hotels and just not leave and we'll just play them yeah
0: you've got remote play you can figure yeah. it out you got it but uh that yeah. is true yeah. yeah. In the meantime, Corey though, um, yeah. We hope you have a fun time. We as in me and yes. everybody else listening Think. to the podcast, all you know, thousands of you. Yes. Just, uh, yeah. just hoping for for a safe visit. Um, but yeah, we hope you have a good time. Corey, until then, um, where can people find you? And you know, if they want to follow your exploits on the internet as you're uh vacationing uh, about, um, where can they find you on the internet? Well, I, I
1: rarely post on Instagram, but I will be posting on the trip because I have to flex on them. Um, you can follow me over on Instagram at hash to see all of my uh, France outgoings and partakings uh, or over on Twitter at stay thrashy. But always, always follow us over at arcade underscore cozy. Um, and yeah, just let us know what you think of the show. Any what what studio would you buy? you know oh, yeah. like yeah. hit us with that because i would love to hear what other people think of what could be done better in the gaming world yeah. but that's where yeah. they can find me christopher where can they find you
0: oh yeah um you can find me personally at uh swiss on joe on twitter at a uh, four point pixel on instagram and um you can find us at arcade cozy on instagram um if you have any suggestions about um who you would like to see bought and the chaos that ensued from it, you can send us a line at any of those um, options, or yeah. you can email us at arcadecozy at gmail.com. Um, we will answer you and maybe read your question on here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Corey, until we speak again, I hope you have a wonderful, safe, lovely trip through oh, the countryside.
1: I absolutely shall. And it's going to be a wonderful,
0: wonderful time. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. But uh, until then, everybody, this has been Arcade Cozy. Life is hectic. Why should your hobbies be too? Let's go. Let's go. See you later. All bye, right. bye. Love you guys.